Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Keck CNC's podcast, Global Thinking. Today I'm joined by Keck CNC's Dr. Jana Edelman and Victoria Yodel, and we're going to be discussing the rise of Clubhouse, a social media networking app that revolves around live audio chat. Clubhouse burst into the mainstream back in March 2020. Users can drop in and participate in live conversations happening on the platform, and as a result, Clubhouse has been seized upon by many as a communications tool with the ability to bring people together during the pandemic. But the platform isn't without fault. In many ways, its exclusive status as an invite-only app means participation is limited. Now, with more than 2 million users, and with tech giants like Facebook and Twitter actively copying Clubhouse features, the Clubhouse format, at the very least, appears to be here to stay. And this seems to be truer than ever in Germany, where, for a week back in January, Clubhouse was the most downloaded app amongst iPhone users. Here, Clubhouse has been embraced by users in the tech and startup space, as well as by several high-profile politicians. And so, Jana Victoria, thanks for joining us. To start us off, can you explain why you think Clubhouse has become so popular in Germany? Is there anyone in the market who we can point to as being responsible for the app's popularity? So um, from my perspective, there was quite a smart marketing push around it. So on the first weekend that it was launched, there were a, quite a number of very prominent influencers that were all over the platform instantly. Uh, just to name a few, um, there were, for example, Frank Thelen from the tech scene. Um, there were politicians such as Christian Lindner and Dorothee Beer, both of them um, very high-profile politicians, also on federal level. There were sustainability influencers like Luisa Dellert, who cater more to the also lifestyle and well-being-oriented crowd. And there were also even actors such as Elias Mbarek, who also instantly were on the platform and, of course, also attracted a lot of awareness and attention. Great. So, Victoria, I know that you um, work with a lot of clients in the tech startup space in Germany. But could you just talk a bit more about um, how tech influencers in particular are using the platform? I think by the nature or the demographics of these clients and the, the people we work with very closely as well is that they are by nature digital natives so they are very used to to use digital tools for all of their not just business activities but also in private um, they also usually connect on all the events that makes that um, tech scene and the whole startup business so so special um, and this year due to the pandemic as i mentioned earlier all these events have been cancelled or go um, virtual as well. So for them, it's a great opportunity to connect again and use this platform basically as a stage to introduce the innovations, to use it for marketing um, activities, obviously, to talk to politicians as well, to address their, their needs and um, the whole ecosystem around this tech and startup environment really works and exists because of networking and as clubhouse is an ideal opportunity and platform to use your network to leverage your contacts and to build on that and to add people to your network um, that's surely a reason for the success story picking up on your networking topic that you just raised victoria 
because I found it quite interesting that um, next to the tech scene and to the startup scene that you just referenced, the second big stakeholder group that was very quick to adopt this new social media app were indeed the politicians. And then they were followed suit by journalists and all of the other media professionals. We especially see a huge trend of journalists listening into sessions or participating on those channels or platforms to also see if there's maybe a leak, how they can source interesting stories. Because what we also see is that sometimes people forget that they're not really in an exclusive clubhouse, that it's wider public and everything that's being said or discussed can be covered because it's out there in the open. So I think especially journalists are quite happy about the development around Clubhouse. Great. And so, Victoria, could you just talk a bit about how the media are reacting to Clubhouse? Um, so are they listening in and just kind of joining conversations or are they actually participating themselves and sharing their thoughts and opinions on the platform? What we see is that the journalists are really active on Clubhouse, not just participating or listening in, but hosting their own channels and talk shows, basically. Um, we have TechCrunch as a really relevant medium or go-to medium of the tech and startup scene. And Mike, Mike, the editor at large, is hosting his midweek show every Wednesday at a certain time, which shows that they really make use of it to connect, to bring their own followers and peers together, discuss industry trends, so they are very active on the platform, but also, as I mentioned earlier, they participate in sessions and listen in. And there is the, the one thing that we wanted to highlight because everything that's been discussed on the panel or in a clubhouse session is public knowledge. So can also be written about. And that's something some of the candidates on the panel basically forget and feel they are in a very protected, safe spot in their exclusive clubhouse, but it is the wider public. So yeah, it's really important to carefully pick and choose what you'd like to share with the wider outside or what is better to keep be kept in private. One additional note here also in terms of the more traditional media um, that is not exclusively focused on the tech or the startup scene, we are also seeing that uh, these editors and these outlets are really embracing the platform. So there is a daily format, for example, from uh, Die Zeit, which is one of the yeah most established weekly outlets in uh, Germany. And they do have a daily yeah chat about what is relevant and what they will also bring up on their online news channel on that day. And they are also actively asking for participation of the people listening in um, to the room. Yeah. So you've you've both talked through some of the pitfalls there. And I guess bringing it back to kind of what Clubhouse means for our clients. Um, Jana, Victoria, what do you think maybe are some of the opportunities associated with the platform that corporates should be aware of? There are basically three upsides, I would think. The first one is the broadening of engagement opportunities. 
given that you also have consumers listening in, you might have business partners also being on the platform. Additionally, of course, also employees and other important stakeholders. The second item is the increased chance for agenda setting. There are several and increasingly many journalists listening in. So we have had already um, a few examples where really significant headlines were produced based on clubhouse room talks. And then the third upside from my perspective is the credibility and authenticity boost that you can create for executive positioning or for leadership positioning in general. This is because the platform has a very, very personal, very human element to it due to this voice-only characteristic. And therefore, if you have a person that you want to position and that person feels comfortable in working with her or his voice, I would say that Clubhouse is really an ideal channel for authentic and credible personal positioning. I also think it is a great platform really for experience sharing as well. And uh, that's particularly relevant for the startup or tech scene because, as I mentioned earlier, they are really used to come together as a whole ecosystem to meet up, to exchange thoughts, outlooks, and experiences. And now, given the yeah circumstances of the global pandemic, that's more and more difficult. And here they have the opportunity to meet on Clubhouse. But I also want to highlight now that we talked about pitfalls and opportunities, especially in the tech and ecosystem, some of the players really see it a bit critical as well, especially when it comes to inclusion. Because as we discussed earlier, it is yeah by invite only, you need to have an iPhone to participate. So from that perspective, it's not super inclusive. And I know in, that some really big players in the ecosystem said that this is really the contrary to what they try to achieve by having a really diverse and inclusive environment. And I guess when thinking about um, some broader trends and so perhaps thinking about the German media landscape more specifically, Clubhouse allows corporates in a way to sidestep more traditional media forms. So you maybe don't have to go via a journalist in the same way to reach your audience. Um, as you kind of both alluded to earlier, you can just hop onto Clubhouse and, and speak directly to people that are, are tuned in to, to you. Um, so I guess, do you think that's a trend that's here to stay? And do you think actually the, the rise of platforms like Clubhouse will have an impact on how um, people use the media more broadly going forwards? That is a trend that has been out there already for a couple of years from my perspective. So when you look um, onto Twitter or onto LinkedIn, these are platforms that are increasingly used by corporate leaders to set their own agenda, to own their own narrative. And these leaders are influential and relevant enough so that their messages are then picked up by the journalists and discussed on the headline, maybe even on page one, on the economy page and so on. Clubhouse is kind of the next logical step of a broader development that we have been witnessing over 
the past year already or the past years. And it's a great opportunity also for corporate box people from my perspective. So it's not about that they are getting irrelevant or that journalists are getting irrelevant. Absolutely to the contrary, actually. They need to be more flexible with the tools they um, they they have at hand. And from my perspective, this all feeds towards one or this this all feeds into one direction and that direction being that being out there having a voice and setting your tone becomes more and more important and that this shouldn't be something that is only left to the intermediary so that is only left to the journalist or to the medium that you're talking with but this is actually also the, the the responsibility and the chance that corporate leaders do have in this social media world. While, of course, there is a wait and see mode in terms of if the platform will eventually last, it should at the same time really be a platform that from a professional comms perspective, at least in the German sphere, is not to be ignored. So. Um, anyone out there in professional communications or anyone out there with a certain agenda that needs discussion, that needs exchange of ideas, should definitely understand that platform and should also be part of it from my perspective. Especially now that it's still early days in Germany, they have the opportunity to build a follow-on network, right? Because um, if you miss the beginning, then it's too late and it's hard to really get into it. And that's why I think it's perfectly right what Jana said, that it can't be ignored and that the right time to, to join Clubhouse is maybe now, because otherwise you would just miss out on the opportunity. Well, thanks both. It seems like it really is now or never for Clubhouse, um, but it's been great to have you on and to hear more about learning that our clients can take forwards. If you want to listen to more episodes of this podcast, Global Thinking, then visit our website, www.kexcnc.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time.